Welcome to Poured Out. This is Olivia and Becca. Poured Out is a podcast where we pour out some truths we've learned splashed with wine, Jesus, and sarcasm. This week, our topic is social media and self-image. Full disclosure, we are not professional counselors, just two friends who love Jesus and want to share some lessons we've learned in an authentic way. And with every episode, you know that we are going to talk about what wine we have selected. And let me tell you, we are on week eight. I want to say seven was like week eight of the same wine that I've been drinking. <laughs> and it is a box wine. It's the black box. Um, it is the Cabernet. And it tastes literally just as good as it did day one. So I recommend drinking wine out of a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so we invite you to sit down and pour a glass of your finest vino and hang out with us for the next 30 minutes or so. And I am drinking the finest of the lemonades. Chick-fil-A. Is that what that is? Yes. Oh, gosh, I'm judging you hard. Um, so this was kind of a topic that I wanted to talk about. We debated talking about social media sickness. But I think what we realized we were looking more for was the social media image and how it can affect us in a positive or negative way. So um, what do you think social media is? Well, just off the top of my head, Becca, social media is websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. You're just like dictionary.com. Wow, yeah. It's hard to be this smart. Social media, the purpose of it and the reason it was created, there's actually um, an acronym. It literally says SLIM, and it's sharing, learning, interacting, and marketing. Was Facebook the first social media? No. Exanga, MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Who yes. could forget about Who could MySpace? Forget about MySpace? <laughs> or Tom. Tom was everyone's first friend. Listen, if you weren't on someone's top five, Ooh. it was you knew. you knew you weren't real friends. You, you were not Biffles, you know? Um, was, I think middle school was MySpace. I well, say. and social media can really be, I mean, interacting too would be AOL, instant messaging. Oh, it would be any of yeah. that. Dial That's up. That's true. You know? Um, so there are a lot of pros and cons to social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost 2020. There are so many things that you hear people talking about. So go ahead and go over a lot of the pros. I'll do the I'll do the cons. Okay. Um, so pros, I think, so bringing comfort to others in times of discomfort, um, communication and relationships, keeping in touch uh, with distant friends. And for me, all my family lives like 13 hours away so it's really nice to be able to share pictures of my son and um, just kind of feel connected in that way and then you know teenagers can be more informed research has never been easier you can definitely kind of get people to participate in studies that way you boost your self-esteem sometimes um, disabilities become invisible and there's more awareness with them and then also there's some trends in technology yeah um, so obviously <laughs> It's sad because I feel like it's kind of 50-50 pros Mm -hmm. and cons. Um, A lot of the cons are not talking in person. You're losing the genuine, authentic face-to-face conversation, and that's something we're seeing in the generation below us big time is that they're communicating so much on social media that they're struggling to talk in person. And I physically have been around teenagers just lately, and they are so embarrassed talking to you. But, like, Mm -hmm. texting and social media, they act like just like the most – you know what I'm talking about? Like gregarious, outgoing person. If you're maybe in like our age of the later 20s, I think you see it a lot in dating because now it's like so hard for guys. I was talking to some of my guy friends about this, that like to go up to somebody they like and to, 
even if like they're out and they see somebody who they think is so pretty and like they want to they just they can't like they don't really know how to and it's so uncomfortable because it's not really a muscle that they've practiced they're much more comfortable just like messaging somebody on facebook true so that can (laughs) that's how ty and i met (laughs) well we went to college together but he finally got the guts like years later to message me anyways um there's a lot of temptation with social media and internet usage in general um, it's a huge platform for cyberbullying. We have a mm-hmm. lot of, we call them, uh, as a teacher, we call them keyboard warriors. A lot of people that will be real big and bad and talk to you behind mm-hmm. a keyboard, but then they'll never come up to school and say anything. Um, isolation. Um, a lot of people feel like they have connection with somebody else, but they're actually isolated at home. You know what I mean? Talking yeah, like on, a false connection. Yeah. Um, procrastination, obviously distraction. Mm-hmm too much information especially you know as a teacher I can't even trust my kids to get on Google anymore without something popping up that shouldn't yeah um and then just awkwardness once in person and that goes with the younger generation like social situations and no social skills yeah so we're kind of going to take this with the self-image aspect is as how you see yourself and how you see others via social media yeah so I mean, I just think the, the topic is so broad and that the heart of the matter really is how social media interacts with your self-image. So that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. Yeah. So talk about self-image, Olivia. Well, I mean, so, I mean self-image, I think everybody knows what it means. You know, if you said, oh, that's our self-image. But um, it really, when you break it down, it's just the idea that you have of your abilities, appearance, appearance and uh, personality. Yeah. Um, so social media obviously can affect your self image. Yeah. Um, so just share like a personal, any, anything that you feel like when you get on oh social gosh, media, how you so feel. Much. Um, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is I, I remember when I, when my marriage was starting to hit the fan, um, I, when I, every time I went on social media, I saw all these people who like, they just looked so happy in their marriage and um it just kind of I don't know, made me feel like even worse in my own and it definitely um I can definitely re- kind of remember just that sadness of sitting there and looking at it and yeah how about you man um there I feel like a lot of different things for me but um some of the things personally that I have felt Obviously, you know, post gallbladder surgery, I've definitely gained a lot more weight after college than I would have liked to. So for me, there are times where I can, I can be on, you know, Instagram for 30 minutes and see nothing but super fit, Mm. like workout routines. And I feel motivated to work out, but then I realize, man, I'm so far off from that. So I get the motivation aspect, but I also feel like for me, it personally just kind of breaks me down internally to know that I'm not there. Um, it's almost like motivation from feeling not enough. Like it's a yeah, negative, motivation. a negative motivation for me, at least right now. Um, I know a lot of other people don't feel that way and they just need to be motivated. Yeah. Um, the other thing is obviously all of my friends are married with babies. So my entire, we have one friend who's divorced with, a baby. but you got a, the cutest <laughs> baby, but like literally I'll scroll and I see gender reveal, baby yeah. announcement, engagement yeah. and, the biggest thing for me is like people that are engaged with within like a year and I'm like, so how does that affect your self image? Well, it's, it's, it's negative. I mean, it, it makes me feel unworthy and lovable, mm-hmm. even though I'm not like, I know 
not to compare. That's what we talked about last week is yeah. comparison being the thief of joy. Like not comparing my chapter one to someone else's chapter yeah. 15. Well, and it's funny different. that you, you point that out, that comparison is the thief of joy. And yet we have this whole entire platform, which makes a comparison as easy as like snapping your fingers. Yeah. Or just flipping your phone on. We don't flip phones, but you know what I'm talking about. Hey, flip phones were the best. I love that. Remember when you're really angry at someone, you just want to be like, done. <laughs> done with this conversation. Um, so, you know, talking about self-image and talking about how it reflects our self-image, kind of want to gear towards what, what does the Bible say about our image? Yeah. That's kind of where I want to go. So okay. yeah, let's, let's go there. Okay. In second Timothy, um, it says for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. That just sums up Instagram pretty oh much. Oh my I gosh. Feel like yeah. Majority well, of it. And that's what I feel bad is because there are so many positive oh, things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's where I struggle so much with I'll delete Instagram for three months more. It's not anyone else's fault. Like I'm okay with people posting all that, but it's me. Yeah. If I'm sitting there and all I'm doing is comparing myself and all I'm doing is feeling negative by the time I get done with it, I'm like, man, I feel worse than I did when I opened it. Yeah. What I've realized is it's a lot about who you follow. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot like most things, social media is a tool. So kind of like fire, I mean, it's wonderful, but you have to kind of set boundaries on it and like kind of, you have to be, I think knowledgeable before you go out and start building fire or else you're going to, you know, burn a bunch of stuff down. That's a really good analogy. I mean, like you're not going to walk over there and no. pour, like on days where I'm feeling really, I don't know, like down, like I'm probably not going to get on, no, you know, I don't know, go look at, you know, proposal stories. That was my dryer <laughs> telling me that my new blanket is ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, fire and gasoline, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's a tool. It's a tool. And I definitely think, I don't want you to think that we're saying it's negative because there are so many positive outlooks. I mean, I have a friend that has a workout page and she has literally received messages about people being so um, motivated by her and also like people crawling out of eating disorders. Mm. And I'm like, that's huge. Like that is a platform that's used correctly. I think anything that has such potential for good though also has such potential for harm. So the amount of like, blessings that it can be on somebody on the other hand it has that much power to do the opposite so you have to just like what you know with fire if you're going to use it you have to be aware and be cautious and do it smartly and I think intentionally yeah so you have a really good point here Olivia about like being how we were created and what we were meant to reflect okay um and this this comes from Genesis I think it's uh, one uh 26 and 27 it says then God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them so I think that I had a pastor once point out that only man was created in the image of God, not any of the animals or the nature. And he, I think, I think it was that pastor that kind of um, described it as we were made to be image bearers of God and almost like to be statues that walk around in the Garden of Eden and can help carry out his purpose in the garden and be a reflection of who he is. 
and I, I don't know, I, I, to me that's always been a really kind of helped clarify it. Um, but that really, I mean, our, our purpose is to reflect God and be his reflection to the world around us. So I think that's also like using the platform correctly and yeah. following people that, I mean, I've literally unfollowed, not people that think differently than me because I don't, I, I can't stand when people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm Democrat or I'm Republican. I can't follow them because they post this. I feel like when you follow people that are different from you, that's when you grow. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't think that it's, you know, you should just unfollow everything. But I do think that you should be, you know, when you're on the Internet or on whatever, I think you should be using it, um, obviously, to benefit you. So, like, I follow, I love the Enneagram or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of those websites. I follow a lot of Jesus quotes and Christian quotes and um, pictures of puppies mm-hmm. and things that are going to uplift me. Yeah. Because um, that's what really helps. Not saying don't follow workout pages if you're overweight. Come on now. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But following things that just, you know, can bring you joy and things that you're not going to idolize. Yeah. Um, I know you're looking at me because you want me to segue into something, but it just <laughs> <laughs> gave me this teacher look. Um, but that just kind of set off something in my head is what's that verse that's talking about? Don't give the devil a, um, a foothold. And I think sometimes without even realizing it, you can follow something on social media and just that like one image can be his um, like foothold into the doorway, into your yeah, spirit says, or something. Yeah, and give no opportunity yeah. to the devil. So, so. I think it, especially if you're like right now, I'm, I am trying to really, like, really work on myself and not necessarily be in a relationship. I just feel like it's not something I'm called to right now. And so I know that if I look at a lot of like, very heavily romantic things on social media like it that sounds a lot dirtier than I was trying to <laughs> uh no um okay softly romantic things that's also whatever that uh it kind of makes it harder for me because then it puts me in that spot of like oh now I'm feeling lonely when it's comparison like, yeah so comparison. I just like I think it's just important to whatever your temptation in, is that you're working on make sure you're not using social media to like give the devil a foothold yeah well, and that's the thing. There's so many pros and cons to it. I really do feel like there are so many people out in the world that are using their platform in such an amazing way. I oh, mean, absolutely. I know that so many people are making fun of this whole Kanye coming to Christ thing. I think it's incredible because his platform is so huge. Yeah. And he took a life of women and drugs and alcohol and all of this and has started to just completely turn. And I just think it's beautiful. So I definitely think using your platform correctly. Um, but just letting people see you and yeah. see Jesus through you. Um, oh, I, absolutely. I mean, oh, gosh. I mean, you were saying something earlier to you about how you, you received a compliment of mm-hmm. how somebody looks at you and they, uh, they saw Jesus' work. They said, when yeah. I look at you, I see Jesus. And I, I seriously melted into the floor. That is like the ultimate compliment is whenever somebody says like, I just, you know, I see like the way you're handling X, Y, or Z is like, I just see Jesus in you. And like that, that is honestly the most treasured compliment I think that you Ever. can get. Um, it felt so amazing. But like I told you, I think that's what hurt me. I like, I received this compliment. Then I went back to my room and I was like, man, like I don't see that. And mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. I don't where I don't know where my negative self image stems from because I see someone that's such a sinner and the, the, I would really tell you the biggest flaw about me is my mouth. Mm. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, 
I, cuss words fly and I can't I, like it kills me because I'm like this this is not portraying you know a face of Jesus and you know the the works of him and I have to realize that I'm human too and I'm definitely yeah. going to make mistakes and I, I want to get better at that but I also wanted to say this person didn't even question that it was about yeah. kindness and all the things that I've it's done your heart. it just it made me so happy so that's the thing is about the self-image too like I received this compliment and the first thing I did was turn it negative and was like well she obviously doesn't know me then you know yeah and that's the self-image and that's like where does that come from mm -hmm. so I don't know so let's just um I mean I think you know you just talk about idolizing yeah um because that's huge I've always kind of or I think lately too I've been hearing a lot about idolatry and I heard it uh, put that, you know, you, you, we, we tend to have a lot of, like, little G gods in our life. And I definitely think that uh, we can use social media to worship ourselves and kind of just to present ourselves out to the world for adoration. And in a way, we're idolizing ourselves when we do that because we're kind of asking others to worship ourselves. And it's just, I mean, it. don't get me wrong, there's nothing like sinful or wrong with putting out a you know a selfie every once in a while and but if that's kind of where your your sole source of worth is coming from and if you're kind of focused so much on getting that adoration then you can certainly um, without even intentionally doing it create this idol yeah yeah I like it um so this topic was pretty hard. We just kind of wanted to touch on it. It's not something that's, you know, we can, there's too many rabbit holes for us to, to yeah. go on. And that's, that's something that we definitely don't want to do. Um, but what I did do is when we talked about this, I just looked up um, the word image. Mm -hmm. I just said, where are, where's the word image in the Bible? And you know, what is, what all does it say? Um, so obviously in second um, Corinthians, it says, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of God are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. So when I read that, I was like, mm, all right, let's put that in some layman's terms because that, that, so it's really more to me saying like we are created into the same image of God. He created us to, to live out his works, to be, you know, people looking at you and saying, I see Jesus in her, you know, she's you know, she or he, it's, it's, it's a light. It's, um, joy. Yeah. Now, is it always that way? Obviously not. No. But I mean, into some people, I mean, even some people in my close circle, like I know that like I am the only interaction with Jesus that they have. And I think, you know, that's, it's just so important that, that we are mindful of that and really try to reflect mm -hmm. him out into the world. I know I've got to stop being Johnny Depp. I know well, that was a sailor comment from like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> All right, we're going to, okay. Um, I want you to talk about book of the week because I have not read this and I'm super excited and it literally is perfect for this. Okay. Uh, so the book of the week is called in his image by Jen Wilkin. And I, um, I read this book a little bit while or a little while ago and it's, I mean, it's a pretty short read. It's a good book. Um, one thing that I really love is in like one of the first chapters it breaks it down to so God has incommunicable attributes and she describes that as pretty much the traits that are true of God alone 
So um, she says, only God is infinite, incomprehensible, self-existent, eternal, immutable, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and sovereign. Uh, when we strive to become like him in any of these traits, we set ourselves up as his rival. Human beings created to bear the image of God aspire instead be- to become like God. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, she talks about God's communicable traits, or sorry, communicable attributes, which are the traits that can become true of us. And it's the things that we, you know, should try to reflect out to the world. So that's um, that God is holy, loving, just, good, merciful, gracious, faithful, truthful, patient, and wise. And I, um, and we're, you know, kind of bringing that back to social media, it's something to kind of check with yourself is, you know, you, you want to be a reflection of God in, in your life in all areas, but also, you know, through social media, that's a big part of it. And, you know, ask yourself, am, is what I'm reflecting holy, loving, just, good, merciful, gracious, faithful, truthful, patient, and wise? Because that's really asking yourself, am I reflecting God out into social media? I love it. Yeah. I haven't read it, so I, I don't have a say on it. Um, kind of jumping off of that, this isn't really in her book, but it's just something that I, that's kind of been on my heart lately is you know, especially like I, you know, I definitely want to reflect God out into the world and kind of be that light and love um, to the people around me. But then I have to like check with myself and say, yeah, that's, you know, that's all good and well to want to do that. But I think, you know, what we reflect out into the world is the sum of what we take in. So if I'm only taking in like worldly messages through, you know, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, um, what I'm looking at on social media, then how am I going to reflect God out? You know, if I'm only going to, if I'm only taking in, or if even the majority of what I'm taking in is worldly, then I'm going to reflect the world out. And I definitely, you know, I think so much like what you take in the most of is what is going to spill out of you. So if I want to put out light to the world around me, then I need to make sure that what I take in the most of is the one true source of light, which is God. It was like nutrients. Yeah. You know, filling your body with the correct nutrients, filling your body with the correct. Yeah. That was a good analogy. It was better than my Swiss cheese one last week. I was going somewhere that's, with that, though. That's true. I was that's, going somewhere I think with you that. were just wanting cheese. So <laughs> That's true. So um, this one's a little going to be a little bit short and sweet. So yeah. before we um, close off, um, we're going to just some general tips for okay. social media, something that's helped me and something that's helped you. Um, for me before she gets in, cause my Mac died. So all my really good points, I don't remember. Um, something that helps me is, um, kind of isolating myself from it. So mm. every now and then just kind of some, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, like lint, like I just kind of take okay. a hiatus or yeah. whatever you want to call it. I detox detox. So I'll delete the, um, app. And I just kind of get off of it for a little bit because I realize it's no one else's fault but my own, but I kind of need a break. Um, that kind of helps me because what I realize is every time I reach for my phone to go mm-hmm. on social media, I've started reaching for my Bible app and I've just been reading through some devotionals. Um, I think that's such a wonderful idea because it, you don't even realize necessarily, I guess, how much you reached for social media until you take it away and you're like, oh, that's a good reset. Absolutely. Unless you also have the new iPhones that give you your screen time report. 
That's fancy. Yeah. You have it on your phone. Yeah. And I get it. It says your screen time went up 28% last week and you were five hours and 17 minutes a day. I'm like, (gasps) wow. But that can be anything like apps in general. But I'm just saying like, it really helped me. Um, I literally would reach for my phone all the time and I'm like, Oh, I don't have Instagram. So what am I going to do with this time? So, I mean, I definitely think detoxing is wonderful, especially like if you know you're about to go through a hard time. Um, before I, or kind of in the weeks, maybe months in leading up to when I knew I was going to leave my ex, I deleted Facebook and I didn't put it back on probably, I think I was off of it maybe about six months and it forced me to, I think it was just really healthy because then I wasn't, you know, there's less to kind of compare to and it forced me to seek comfort in other areas. So, yeah. Not to totally steal your journal no, tips. No, you're good. But Do you have any other tips? Because you had some good ones. Uh, about yeah, I think kind of the overarching theme is um, I my relationship with social media, I treat social media like I do alcohol. Um, I So, like, I, I don't drink when I'm sad or I'm depressed or I'm anxious because it only heightens that. And so I don't get on social media when I'm sad, depressed, or anxious because it really, like, it just heightens those um emotions she's a doctor listen to her (laughs) that's not actually sort of true um i mean there's there's been studies i learned in school about the correlation between when social media kind of first started and then as it grew and the rates of suicide and depression especially in teenagers follow along with it and yes i know um, correlation doesn't prove causation but there is certainly a relationship there and i definitely think it's interesting but I mean, kind of going back to my analogy about treating social media like alcohol, I think, you know, just as like beer goggles can make people seem more attractive, others people, other people's lives often look way better on social media than they are in real life. And as I was kind of praying about this week's episode, something that came to my mind was the verse talking about how you can recognize a fruit. I mean, you can recognize a tree by its fruit. And so social media can be kind of dangerous because it can skew that so you it might look like somebody's fruits are all really good but you're not actually seeing like the real like the root in the tree you're just looking at these kind of distorted and selected fruit of it but um and then this is just not really biblical but don't don't drink and call your ex because you're gonna regret it so don't (laughs) don't because i've regretted that um and don't get on social media and talk to your ex or stalk your ex. And she dropped her phone again, as she has done literally every episode. So uh, um, it's, becoming, it's becoming a routine. We need to just make a bullet yeah. point. Becca, drop your phone at this point. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever, like, missed an ex and gone on social media and felt better afterwards. I think it's like. I don't know about that. <laughs> that when we close off, I'm going to tell you a story about that. Um, all right. Let's get to the most confusing part. Where, where <laughs> Olivia wants me to do a truth of the week <laughs> that I never understand. This isn't a hard concept, but, I, you know, it's But I okay. don't know what it's you okay. want me to say. Something that I've learned this week. Is Are you trying to get your self-image through my opinion of your truth there? Yes, obviously. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, my truth of the week, I don't know. But I am excited because tomorrow is Grinch Day Ooh. at school. And as we're talking about self-image, my face is beet red because I have just practiced my Grinch makeup for tomorrow. And I am going to post a picture on the Poured Out podcast tomorrow of me dressed up. So my truth of the week is I am obsessed with Jim Carrey and the Grinch. 
t- like last yeah. week I cooked her dinner and recited the entire movie. It was like a dinner and a show, and it was equally parts horrifying and wonderful at the same time. Dinner with me? I can't cancel that again. <laughs> oh, gosh. My favorite movie. Um, yeah, it's a good one. I Let's see. My truth of the week. I've got two because. No. I do you didn't say truths. <laughs> you said one. <laughs> My truth is I have two truths. Uh, so the first one is, so I have, for people out there who like to run, I switched from Map My Run, the app, to the app called Run Keeper, and it tracks your runs, and it let me choose the voice, and I could choose this um, Boston guy. So, like, when you when you start out and, like, at every half mile, he's like, you're doing great, kid. Keep it going. You're doing wicked. And it's like, it's just. You love it. Oh, my gosh. I literally, but like, look, get giddy. Look, I have one. Run tracker. Yeah, it's called Run Keeper. No, I was just showing you. You said run for people who like to run. I have an app. Hey, guess what? I well, don't I mean, like. If you to don't run. like to run, you, you're allowed to have an app. But I just don't know if you would appreciate Here's, it. Okay. You also Let's have Temple Run on your phone, which is like. <laughs> I love from like Temple four Run. Years ago. Oh, I still play it. Here, let me backtrack real quick. I like running. I'm bad at it because I'm overweight and my joints hurt. And I was forced to run in college. <laughs> when I lose forty pounds, I will definitely go run with okay. you. But I tried to run like four months ago. I'm not kidding. I almost called Tide to take me to the emergency room. I was like, this is not good. Both ACLs are gone. <laughs> okay, second truth. Oh, so this, I shared this with one of my friends. So there's this um, journal. I was trying to look it up, but I don't have internet on my computer. I think it's by Stephanie Mae Wilson. Um, I know that name. It's, she, she an she, author? She, yeah, and she has a podcast, but she came out with this prayer journal called Every Single Moment. And... It is. It has been such a blessing, and it because um, it helps you kind of pray through, or like find the the best. I don't know, like the, your gifts in being single. But I think, in my experience, some of the ones that I've interacted with is like just you know just pray for your husband, pray for your future husband. And but this is really like more of how to see the blessings in this season. And I have I love it. And I told one of my friends about it, and she is like, it is changing her whole entire outlook on everything. So. I definitely recommend that. That would be my second truth. That's, yeah, second. Cool. So, yeah. All right. So, um, thank you so much yeah. for listening to us. Thanks, we guys. tried not to rabbit hole as much because last week was so intense. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening as we poured out some truth about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the next week is going to be a little difficult because obviously Christmas is coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Becca's so, leaving us, so it's her fault. Yeah. Look, y'all, I moved from Nashville to Knoxville <laughs> and I get to go home and I'm so excited. Um, so we're going to try the next time we talk, I guess we're going to be closer to the new year. We're going to mm-hmm. do our words of the year, which is funny that Olivia texted me the other day and she was like, I've chosen my, my word of the year. And I was like, oh, I do that too. So it just happened to be that we both do this. I don't know. I don't think I chose it. I think it's like the hat in Hogwarts that you put it on and it tells you your word. Well, but that's what we're going to get into. Save that analogy. Yeah, so, so good. Um, we're going to do words of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have any other topics you want us to cover or wine recommendations, yes. leave us a comment or DM us on Instagram at The Poured Out Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.